he basically said, you go out with her and you make money with her if you don't come back with money or dope. Mm-hmm. And basically, I'm, I'm going to be, beat your ass. Welcome to She Survives, a podcast about women living on the streets of America. I'm Christine Barber, co-founder of Street Safe New Mexico, a nonprofit that works with women who are homeless, addicted, or selling sex in the war zone of Albuquerque, New Mexico. In this broadcast, we will be talking about the sale of sex, which is called doing dates on the street. We here at She Survives have no issue with the sale of sex. It's a fact of life for women on the street and often the only way for them to make money. However, we do have a big issue with sex trafficking, which we will be talking about in today's broadcast. But what constitutes sex trafficking? Someone who is doing dates of their own free will and keeps all of the money they earn is not being trafficked. Someone who is forced to do dates by another person and must give the money they earn to that person is being trafficked. The force the trafficker uses can be emotional manipulation. For example, when he or she says to the victim, if you don't go do this date, I won't love you anymore. Or it can be more overt force with the trafficker saying to the victim, if you don't go do this date, I'll beat the crap out of you. Law enforcement and those of us who work with victims call the person who forces somebody else to do dates a trafficker. In music and popular culture, they call him a pimp. But the victim just calls him her boyfriend, whom she loves. see a woman who fits your idea of a prostitute walking down the street, what do you think? Do you put blinders on and not think about her at all? Do you think she's doing what she has to do to support herself? Or do you think, like most people, that she's out there selling sex simply to support her drug habit? Do you ever consider another possibility that maybe she's out there on that street corner because someone is forcing her to be out there? Did you know that 90% of women who sell sex on the street are sex trafficking victims or survivors? They either started selling sex as teenagers or they have been forced by another person to sell sex. Today, we're going to talk with one such sex trafficking survivor who lives in a rundown hotel along the famous Route 66 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. On the street, she's called Vicious. With her long straight hair and petite build, she looks anything but. Yet she would be the first to tell you that as a woman on the street, you have to be more than a little vicious to survive. How'd you get your name Vicious? I got it when I was like in fifth grade. I was being bullied and I finally fought back and beat up the biggest girl in school. So you were called Vicious from then on? What were you like as a kid? I was, uh, as as a little kid, I was okay, but once, um, once I hit my, um, you know, 11, 12, I was hell on wheels. And I've been like that ever since. Always getting in trouble? Yep. What did you like to do as a kid? I've always loved horses. I was always riding. I used to barrel race. Oh, you're a barrel racer. I was. I was. And I used to love gymnastics. What was your favorite part about gymnastics? Um, I was really good at floor. 
I used to fly, I used to tumble. Tumble like nobody's business. How old were you when you did your first date? 21 years old. I was scared shitless because, I, I mean, I was given an ultimatum. I, I really wasn't given a choice, really. The guy that I was with at the time, he, uh, he got me strung out on heroin. And um, we knew this, this girl. And he basically said, you go out with her and you make money with her. If you don't come back with money or dope, I'm gonna be, beat your ass. You know that's human trafficking, right? I know now. I mean, I just knew if, if I didn't do it. Was know. he a boyfriend or? Yeah, and he, um, he got me strung out while I was sleeping. He would have somebody shoot me up while I was dead asleep. And I'd wake up, like, either with her pulling out the needle or her putting the needle in. And, as, I mean, she would just, like, do it just real, real quick. And, I mean, I'd be out. 28% of trafficking victims are forced, um, just dope. like you, just to do drugs. And so that's a way they get them in. That's, mm -hmm. And that's what they did to you. That's exactly God what they did. God dang. Because, I mean, I, at that time, I was so against heroin. You know, that's how my dad passed away. I, I didn't know what it looked like, didn't know how to cook it, how to make it, how to, I, nothing. I didn't want nothing to do with it. When did you realize you were addicted? Um, I was home alone, and I woke up really sick, and I was in the restroom, you know, you know, had a blanket around me, and one of my roommates came home, and she was like, oh my god, and she was like, I forgot to give you your, and she slipped, you know, like, said I forgot to give you your dose, and I was like, what are you talking about, like, I told her, I've already called my mom, I need to go to the doctor, I think I got the flu, you know, and she was like, oh no, she goes, hold on, she went into her room for a minute, and, um, about five minutes later, calls me in there and she says, put this on your arm. And I was like, what are you doing? Like, And she was like, just please, you know, and I argued, argued with her for like half an hour. She was like, I need to give you this. And I was like, no, you don't. Like, I don't even like that stuff. Like, uh, please get that away from me. And she physically got me, sat me down and said, you need to do this or you're going to get really, really sick. I just, I, I, I don't even know why I let her within seconds I was feeling feeling good so by that point your trafficker slash boyfriend had you living in a place with somebody else who was dosing you without you knowing it and how did you meet these people an online um, social media deal yeah so I, you met this guy that you were dating you thought he was exciting and that's how you ended up here and that's how I ended up I mean I ended up with the guy for like three years at me, I'm stupid, not paying attention to red flags. Like just, what kind of red flags? He was not just seeing me, but he was seeing another girl. I knew that, and I stayed with him, and... And what did you tell yourself about it? I tried to, like, kind of, like, trying to, try to reason with his logic. He was like, oh, well, can't somebody be in love with two people at the same time, and... Because he was just that charming. Yeah, so... Here I am. And so how did you finally get away from him? He uh, ultimately he ended up going to prison for um, all kinds of all kinds of stuff with his ex baby's mom. Okay, well I get, I'm happy he went to prison. Yeah. That girl who was dosing you sold her soul, didn't she? I um I ran into her. She goes, I I haven't been able to live with myself since you know like she's just beat herself up every day since. And she was like, she she cried, she did, she cried, and she said, I'm so sorry. Have you forgiven her for doing that for to you? I, I think I have. 
Seriously, that is the reason you're out here. That's why you're talking to me. I mean, it's because she did that. Because I'm, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm 35 now. And um, I, I've had, had many opportunities and choices to make in my life, and I could have stopped. I didn't have to keep going. You're a better person than me because I'm still kind of mad at her. Yeah. So I mean, if I I'll, meet her, I might trip her. <laughs> I think I'll always have like, like a little bit of, a, a little piece of me will always, always have a little bit of, I, I can't even say the word. I don't want to say hate. Right. Hate is such a strong word. Anger? Maybe, yeah. I'm glad she was so apologetic. That's really... She really was. Feel, okay, I'm feeling a little... A little empathy, right? A little empathy because yeah. she came apologize. That was that was pretty decent of her to apologize mm-hmm. to you. Okay, I guess the person we should both really hate is okay. the guy. So he goes to prison and now you're out there and you are addicted. And I'm addicted and I have no idea... How to even go about getting drugs, how to how to do anything, what it's exactly. supposed to look like, are you being ripped off, are you... Dang, what did you do? I had to... I, I mean, I had to do what I had to do, but... Pretty much, you know, like trying to lead somebody in the dark, you know what I mean? Felt so alone. But your whole family is probably here in Albuquerque. They are. They have want nothing to do with me at this point. You know, and don't get me wrong, I did a lot of bad things to them. I never stole from them. Never did anything bad like that. But, you know, I, I did con them out of a lot of money. Them cutting off all communication with me and everything, that's like their answer or their uh, punishment to me. Which, I, I mean, I don't think is a punishment at all. I think it does more worse than, than good. Because it just makes you feel more isolated and it makes you more angry. Mm-hmm. And, and it just, I mean, therefore I do more dope to, to cover up. Yeah, to hide from that because it hurts. Yeah, because it, it ain't nothing nice out here. Well, I think the thing that people don't understand, though, is how much of a community there is, too. You know, you end up with friends. You end up with people right. who are watching your back. You end up with neighbors. You end up with, you know... People who are more like family. What lessons do you feel like you've learned since being on the street? Like, do you treat people differently now? Do you negotiate dates differently? Um, I, I think I was I was a lot like those girls that, you know, hurry up, you know, give me my money and are you done yet? You know, and that got me a lot of, you know, get the hell out of my car, you ain't getting no money, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you know, I got, you know, smacked around a couple times, you know I mean? It, and, and what are you like now? Like, how are you different now? I'm relaxed, I'm friendly, I'm... I'm shy at the same time, but I'm, you know, I, I play the whole part. You know, I have to. I, I mean, I'm basically, I'm, I'm a masseuse, I'm a psychiatrist, I'm a whatever it is, whatever it is to make them feel comfortable. What do you think people think about what you do and about life on the street? I think the youngsters think that it's cool and glamorous, fun, you know, adventurous. And they got another thing coming, you know, if they really do think that. Um, and a, a lot of people think that it's um, just the most horrible thing in the world. And it's, I don't recommend people come out and like be like, oh, I'm going to go live on the street or, or anything like that. No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying for me, it's not that bad. Like, I just try and make the best of my situation. You know, I, I'm just trying to make a positive out of my negative. 
So if you had to say you had a plan for the future, do you have a plan for the future at all? I wish I could say I did, but um, I, I, I take things a day at a time. I kind of have to because I don't know what the next day is going to hold for me. I can talk about things that sound real good. I do want to go back to school. Um, I do want to do, I, I want a career, I want to... What, what would your ideal career be? Like, what would you want to do? Uh, I want to be a vet. You like animals? I do. Now I feel okay, like, I feel like I'm, I'm okay with myself. Regardless of where I'm at in life, I try and look at the positive side of everything. That must be hard to do, though, sometimes. It is, and sometimes, sometimes I still get that, that feeling of loneliness. But the guy that I'm with now, is he's, he's just, he's amazing. Good, because you, know? you deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He doesn't make me feel like um, anything less than human, you know, which is a good feeling. If you would like to find out more about Street Safe New Mexico and She Survives, please go to streetsafenewmexico.org. There you'll find information about our organization and information about how you could donate. All donations are greatly appreciated and will go directly to help women living on the streets of Albuquerque, New Mexico.